Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Good morning, church. How are we doing today? Good morning, good morning. Hey, my name is Jeff. Um, if you don't know me, um, I'm one of the campus professors here at Centerpoint. I just want to take a time to, again, thank you uh, for choosing Centerpoint. Um, for online listeners, thank you for listening. Um, it's about to go down. Um, we are in our third week of When Pigs Fly, and I don't know, hopefully week four, we get to see him actually jump off the cliff and grow some wings and fly off into the distance. Um, but we are in our third week, and today I'm really excited for what God is about to do. Um, so week one, um, we talked about, if you weren't here, um, you could listen to the podcast. We talked about how God gave us the miraculous power over darkness. And then last week, week two, we talked about God's uh, miraculous power of healing, and we truly saw some pigs fly here um, in the loft, and we took a chance, our moment, to just, like, worship and pray together. Like, it was just really, really awesome. So if you were here, like, let's just give it up for God, because God is good all the time. Um, But today, I'm really, really excited, because we're talking about a miracle that, or an aspect of God, um, with what happened, something happened this week that also made me very excited for next summer, but... Have you all ever prayed this prayer? Okay, you ready? God, if you just get me through this, I promise I won't do it ever again, Jesus, if you just get me through this. Yeah. Or like, God, if you just, students, hear me out. If you just let me pass this test that I didn't study for, if you use your resurrecting power, Jesus, your resurrection power to resurrect knowledge in my brain cells, to, to let me see things that were once dead in this study book, I promise to be a great student and pay all my student loans off, right? <laughs> or even like, Lord Jesus, you, you get to the side and you're like, look in your rearview mirror, Lord, if you just get me through this ticket, and just let him just say, hey, I'm going to let you go. I promise I won't speed ever again. I'm going to wear my seatbelt every time I get in the car, and I'm going to call flow and get the best insurance in the nation, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, this prayer we're about to be praying because Thanksgiving is coming up. Lord, will you please allow this food to nourish our bodies? Even though I got one pound of turkey, two pounds of mashed potatoes, hallelujah, three pounds of my mama's macaroni and cheese, Jesus. Covered in a half gallon of gravy (laughs) with three green beans. Lord, if you just let this food (laughs) nourish our bodies, you know? And uh, by the way, Gobble Gobble gave us tonight. Um, If you want to do great things for our community, um, please, like, let us know. If you can cook, I'm like, I stay away from those pans, but you can cook, adopt a pan, um, and and help us do miraculous things for our community. But we're going to talk today about the miraculous power that God has to protect, to save and deliver. And by the way, this is really cool, but my favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 18.10. And it says this, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are protected. And that was like the one scripture since I started, like I, like I wish I had my Bible on me because I like drew a really bad painting inside of that, but it's like my favorite verse. Like, that's the core of my faith. Like, I know that at the end of the day, I can call on the Lord and he'll protect me. And I want to tell a story, okay? I always start out with a story, right? I want to tell a story about a group of friends that really um, 
just had a moment where they experienced the, uh, the protection, the protecting hand of God, the protecting claw of God. So there were some friends, and they were betrayed by King Lotso. And they were, found themselves about to be burned in an incinerator. And they, they were fighting, they were fighting, they were just coming closer to the fire and closer to the fire. And they were fighting it and fighting it. No, no, no. And then there was a moment where they looked at each other, they grabbed hands, and they kind of just like accepted the fate that, that they, were, they were about to die. But then, like, something amazing happened. The light shined, and I could, I could tell you, but I just want you to experience this. I just want to show you, because there was actual footage of, footage of this moment. Let's, let's watch it. I got a quick video. Yes, yes, yes. How many of you all, how many of you all are glad, you can cut the video, thank you. How many of you all are glad 
that we serve a God that can protect. Amen. Like, like I'm. And I'll, by the way, like I'm so excited for Toy Story. Toy Story Four. I don't care anybody says. I'm super excited. But when I was in that theater, I cried man tears. <laughs> like real, like sobbing. Like, <laughs> not Woody to infinity. You know, like I cried man tears, and I was praising God when they somehow got up into the control room and figured out how to work that cloud. Like, that was amazing. We serve a God that can protect. Amen? Amen? But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes the drunk driver goes off on the side of the road and hits the kid, and the kid passes away. Sometimes after you pray and pray and pray and pray and pray for the cancer to go away, it doesn't. And you lose your grandmother. And I find it really hard to, to, to think that, that sometimes God doesn't protect. How could God protect some but not others? I find that hard to believe. But what I do know, what I do know is that God loves my grandmother just as much as he loves any cancer survivor. Amen? And God loves that kid that, that, got, that got shot in a mass shooting just as much as the students that survived it. So I want to talk about today a subject that's very hard, that God protects and sometimes he doesn't. And I want to go through a couple topics or a couple thoughts that I hope and pray. Because what it's done for me is it's allowed me to increase my faith. It's allowed me to, to, to really, truly trust in the Lord. And I pray that it does the same for you. The first thought is this. Long before you face a problem, God already has a plan. Amen. Long before you face something that, that is hard, unexpected, sometimes tragic, God has a plan for you. And let me give some spiritual examples. You know, before David was thrown into the lion's den, God had a plan to save him. Before the three Hebrew boys were tossed into the furnace, God had a plan to protect them. He said, the Bible says they walked out not even smelling like smoke. Long before the earth was flooded, God had a plan for Noah and his family to build a boat and two by two, every animal, and save the world. Long before Moses chose to say, let my people go, and they were freed, and they walked up to the Red Sea, long before that moment, God had a plan to part it and allow them walk across on dry land. So what does that mean for us today? Long before you had that, that health scare. Long before you lost your job. Long before that girl broke up with you. God had a plan. So what do we do? When we serve a God that can miraculously heal or save and deliver. A God that can commission angels to come down and fight for all of us who can shut the mouths of lions and calm a storm with one sentence. 
What do we do? We know and understand that long before we face a problem, God already has a plan. So let's go deeper. There's, there's a story in the book of Acts that I love. Um, Acts is like one of my favorite books in the Bible. But Paul and Silas are together spreading the gospel, right? And they come across this slave girl who was possessed by a demon, and the demon was having, helping her tell people's future. And there were some guys that were, like, getting money off of them. Like, I don't know how they were, like, pitching this to people. Like, come get your future told by the slave girl possessed by a demon. You know, like, I don't know how they pitched this, but people were like, yes, I want that, you know? And then Paul and Silas, like, got upset. Like, the Bible said they got mad at it. They were annoyed by it. And they walked up to the girl and was like, poof, demon, get out. And she was freed. She was, like, possessed her whole life, and then she was freed. Rejoice. Everyone rejoices, right? No. The guys got mad because they got rid of their cash cow, which was a demon-possessed slave girl. Like, I don't what. Anyway, and so they started to post bad things on Facebook about Paul and Silas, and they started a riot, like, legitimately started a riot, and... And everyone starts to attack Paul and Silas. And this is where they find themselves in Acts uh, 23 and, and 22 and 23. It says, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. Everyone say stripped and beaten. Stripped and beaten with rods. And after they were severely flogged, they were thrown into a prison. And the jailer was commanded to watch them carefully. Like, first of all, or guard them carefully. First of all, they got beaten and flogged, so they were beat up by a riot, like a crowd of people, and then put into a jail cell, chained up, and then the guard told them, the, the guards were told to watch them. Like, you got to be a bad dude after, after all that. Like, they were like, you need to watch this guy, okay? But I, and I pray that, you know, none of you all have been stripped and beaten physically. But I know um, some of you, like most of us, have been stripped of our joy. Stripped of our hope. We prayed and prayed and prayed for something to happen, and it just didn't. And we've been beaten down by words from other people or even from ourselves. Once we were a vibrant person, full of joy and happiness and always smiling, and then something tragic happened, and it just beat the joy out of you. So just think about Paul for a second, right? He's doing what God told him to do. Spreading the good news. He was publicly beaten. And so what did he do? Like a lot of us, right? God, you should have been there. What happened? Where were you, Jesus? You should have been there. That's not fair. Because God could have protected him. He could have sent down a bunch of angels, and they were like, you a frog. You a skunk. You a rabbit. You know, turned everybody into farm animals. <laughs> you know? Llama. But he didn't. So you know what Paul did? He stopped coming to midweeks. He stopped serving in Kidsville. He, st- he was like, you can take me off a of gobble, gobble, give. I don't care what y'all doing. I'm not doing it no more. I'm not coming to that church. I'm not listening to Reckless Love. I'm not singing none of your songs because I tried. I tried religion. God, where were you? You didn't show up. Are we getting too real? Because God could have protected him, but he didn't. This is what Paul did, and I love it. This is what Paul did in Acts 
20, 25 and 26. He says, it says, at midnight, so it's late, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Like they're in that jail cell chained up. They're like, there's no wall you won't kick down. One, two. There's no wall you won't kick down. You know, they're in there worshiping God. And it says the other prisoners were listening to them. How many of you all were in a bad situation and everyone around you only heard you complain? You were in a situation and all you were doing was just like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Oh, I'm just having a terrible week. Your week is not as bad as Paul's right here in this situation. And suddenly, how many of you all are glad we serve a suddenly God? Amen. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake that shook the foundation of the prison. And they were like, there's no wall, you won't kick down. Boom, oh, it worked. It worked. And all at once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains were loose. So what is a miracle? When God, a miracle is when God in heaven intervenes on earth. You see, God didn't do a miracle until Paul went to jail, right? And what blows me away is Paul didn't wait until after the miracle to, to worship God. Paul didn't wait till the unexpected check to show up in their mailbox to worship God. He worshiped God before the miracle. He gave a sacrificial set of worship. In other words, like, like times are good, you know, we love life, the week's going great, not that bad, and we worship God because we feel good. But other times, when things aren't going so good and we don't feel God, we worship him anyhow. We worship him not because of what he's doing, but because of who he is. We worship him not because of what he did, or not because of the blessings he gave us, but because of what he's done on the cross. And some of us today need to take a second to worship God through the hard times. Because God has not changed. God has not moved. He's been the same God since day one, circa negative day three. He's been the same God. He has not changed. And I want to say this today too, and this is kind of off the Richter. God is not going to multiply a seed you haven't planted. I'll let that sink in. We'll talk about it next week. So, the, so in the jail, it's midnight. They're praising God. An earthquake comes and knocks, knocks the walls down, opens up the doors. The jailers, like the other prisoners, are like, woo, we serving God too. You know, like, like we out this mess. And the jailer wakes up because he was sleeping. Like, what? He's like, there, it's Paul. I haven't heard about this dude, but I know he ain't about to break out these chains. But he wakes up and he's like, oh my goodness. And so he decides to try to kill himself because he's like, they're going to kill me anyway. I might as well just end it right now. And Paul's like, stop. We're all here. And the jailer's like, oh my gosh, I don't know who, what God you serve, where he's at, but I want to be on his squad. I need to be on his team. So Paul introduced the jailer 
to Christ. And the crazy thing is, not only did he introduce the jailer to Christ, but the, in, the jailer's entire, entire family. And then them, along with that slave girl, changed that nation. So God did an obvious miracle, obviously. You know, like, I don't know if you've been to jail before. Um, my mom's here, so I'm not going to talk about my times. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever been in there like, okay, Jesus, if you just do this. Sometimes he does miraculous miracles and breaks down doors and opens up things for us. And $1,000 checks just happen to like slide under our door. Like what? Bags of groceries are on our front doorstep when we ain't got no food for our kids, you know? He does obvious miracles. But sometimes he does miracles that aren't too obvious. You're running late from work to work, you know, you decided to go to Starbucks. You're running late and you get stopped by a train. Has that ever happened to you all? And you're like, mm, Jesus. And that train's going like the slow train, you know, like the slow train is like five miles an hour. You could run faster than the train. You have no idea what God was protecting you from. There was, a, there was a story, Lindsay and I were on our way home, and we were driving, and this car literally skipped their stop sign. They were like, ooh, this doesn't exist. Cut us off and started to drive. Like, so we had to slam on our brakes because while well, Lindsay's driving, she's going like 10 miles an hour over the speed limit in a residential area. Like, that's just how she drives. She's, she's, she's from Bull County. It's just how it goes. <laughs> And so we slam on a brake, and like then they drive slow, okay? That's like the double whammy. When they cut you off and then they drive slow, and you're like, ooh, you lucky. I'm going to follow you home, and we're going to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? So the car, the car is driving, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I said some words. I'm not going to lie. I ain't got no mask up here. And then we go, one block later, we go through a green light and a car runs the red light and almost hits the car right in front of us. And then Lindsay and I realized, wait a minute. If we would have stayed on our course, that would have been me. That would have been us. Sometimes God is protecting you and you don't even know it. You know, you work to get this job. You really want this job. You pray that God would give you this job. And then you don't get it. And you don't even know that six months later, everyone's going to get laid off because the business is going to crash. And I think some of us really need to praise God for the prayers that he did not answer. You prayed for something to happen. And it didn't happen. But I want you to know today that God couldn't do the greater if he didn't, if he did answer your, your prayer. And for some of you, that prayer has a name, okay? And you better praise God that he did not allow you to marry him because God has amazing things, better and greater things lined up for you. And, you know, you better praise God that you didn't move to New Mexico because that's where you thought you were supposed to be. And the girl that you, that you thought was going to be your wife, and you prayed, and you were like, yes, Lord, I'm moving to New Mexico. It's warm in February. And then she, and then she breaks up with you on Valentine's Day. Okay, that was me. 
My wife is laughing the loudest, okay? But I'm so glad that he did not answer that prayer. Yeah, amen. My mom's like, hey, hallelujah. I'm so thankful because if that would not have happened, I would have never met my beautiful wife when she was just trying to get some free pancakes and I never would have swooed her with my amazing charm and hit her with the line that ends all lines. I said, my name is Jeff. Welcome to CSF. Hit her with a bar. She was swept, swept her off her feet, okay? She what is not, that is how it happened. That is. I, I remember. It wasn't the pancakes. And she wouldn't have married me and made me the most happiest man on this earth. I, by the way, if I never would have met Lindsay, I would have never been at the right place at the right time with God's provision and had a spiritual conversation with my friend Jason. Which con- that conversation led to a friendship, an amazing friendship, that led to me being here, and I wouldn't be in front of you today if God would have answered my prayer. Everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. How many times will we be thankful? How many, how many of us are thankful that we serve a God that doesn't answer prayers? When God sends an earthquake and he breaks chains, breaks chains throws open doors, when he could, but he could have sent angels before Paul went to jail and saved him. But when you understand the goodness and the faithfulness of God, you realize that long before you face a problem, God already has a plan for you. Here's my second point. Sometimes God's eternal purpose does not align with our temporary plans. I'll say this again just so I can let it sink in. Sometimes God's eternal purpose doesn't align with our temporary plans. Think about it. God freed Paul from prison until he didn't. In fact, in Paul's fifth missional journey, he was, a, he was in prison and then beheaded. God saved Paul until he didn't. And just like the 12 disciples, or 10 of the 12 disciples, They were martyred. God saved them until he didn't. And I don't know how to make it more clear, but before you face a problem, God already has a plan. And one day you will realize that even though you go through hard times, God is still good. You may lose your job and bills may multiply. I don't know how money goes down and then like bills start to multiply. They do that. God is still good. You worship and you pray and you ask God to do something and he doesn't do it. What do we do? We trust him. We lean in. We did ask him to, to increase our faith. Like we talked about last week, increase my faith. Because we serve a God that can protect and that can love. And sometimes he doesn't. So how do you pray? Lord, Please protect. Send angels. Parents, you know, you pray for your children. It's like, Lord, don't let them get involved with the wrong crowd. 
Let, don't let them stray away from the wrong path. Let them be protected. And if they, are, get, if they do get put in a bad situation, let them get caught early. I'm glad to say that I am thankful that my mom prayed for me because I could never get away with anything. You pray that, that God, like, before they stray, catch them early. Amen? We got some mothers in there like, yes, Jesus, catch them. Sick them. Get them, Jesus. There's so many things in my life that God has protected me from. But there also, I want to let you know this morning that there are things that he did not protect me from. And those things actually what, are what make me great. Born in the inner city to a single mother who was young, God could have protected us, but he didn't. Father involved with drugs, God could have protected me, but he didn't. Prayed and prayed and prayed for my grandmother to, 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 to not pass away, to see me here. But he didn't. And because God did not save me from dropping out of high school, because God did not save me from not wanting to live with my father and moving in with my, with my mom in Georgetown, because he didn't save me from those moments, I was able to graduate, go to college. And because he didn't let me go to the school in Phoenix or marry the girl in New Mexico, because he didn't answer my prayers and he didn't protect me from that heartache that I had, that real pain, I am the man that sits before you today. And I don't sit up here as like, I have no pain. I have no worries. That's a lie. I got a lot. Bills that still do. Regardless of how good God is, they still do. But I am a man with a freed heart. I am a man that will worship God even in the bad times because I know that he is good and his name is a strong tower and I can run to it and I'm protected. Before you face a problem, God already has a plan. And that plan might have pain, but God is still good. And I'll say this too. I would rather... I would rather have pain and be in the will of God than have no pain and be outside of it. I'd rather be suffering with God than, be, than have no suffering outside of his will. So what did Paul say when he was thrown in jail? He said, he said, it isn't fair, why me? No. He says, he says, I will rejoice in the in suffering. Even as I am being poured out like a drink offering, I will rejoice the more. He says, in the hardships and the trials, I will delight because I, when I am weak, he makes me strong. He says, we serve a God who is doing good. For all those who love him. We serve a God that is with us in the hangups and the breakups. He's with us in the good times and the hard times. But we also serve a God who loves and cares for us. He protects us.
Sometimes, though, he doesn't. Pain will come. Hurt will come. Death will come. Like real hurt will happen. We will die. But there will be a day where we will look into our Father's face. And I can't wait. I've been hearing about this day since I started going to church. And I started to love Jesus. But there will be a day when we will look at him and his face and he'll smile back. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And on that day, there will be no more pain. There will be no more tears. There will be no more hurt. There will be no more cancer or, or bad things will, will not happen. They will cease. Amen. You can clap for that. That's a good day. It's okay to clap for heaven. All right. If we don't clap for, for football, we can clap for heaven. Before you go through a problem, before you face a problem, God has a plan. And before sin was set, came into this earth, God had a plan for his son to be stretched across some wood, to die, and then to be resurrected. And because of that, we are free from death. We are free from sin. Before you face a problem, God already has a plan. Let's pray. Hey, Jesus. Um, God, I just thank you for another chance to be with you. God, your presence is, is amazing. Your love is good. God, you're great. God, I pray that um, you just increase our faith. Allow us to understand that you are still good even though bad things happen. And allow us to worship you even though, even though time is hard and things get rough. Let us praise you because you are still good. And God, I thank you. I thank you for just a moment of worship. I thank you for what your Holy Spirit is doing in all of us right now. I thank you for that. Because I know that through that, our lives can be changed if we just say yes to it. And we believe that change lives, change lives. Just like the girl that was, that, was, that was freed from that demon and the jailer that experienced the miraculous protection of God, let us be just like them and go out and tell the world. Because we've been freed. And free people, free people. It's in your great name we pray. Amen.